0: Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I'm joined again by my co-host Don Dix, and we are still in our secret underground bunkers somewhere in Southern California, as is our engineer. Who needs it? Who needs offices anymore? And you've mentioned this before, but this could be a uh, this could be a lasting change from the uh, coronavirus situation is people realize you yeah, know I really don't need a place of business I, I have I have a client who's has a fairly good-sized office building space in, that he bought for his company some years back and he's now selling it doesn't need because it. All of his, because his people are all working from home and he doesn't need um. Uh, big, expensive office building.
2: I'll tell you what, this long-distance stuff works well for us. It works well for your client, apparently. It works well for all the organizations that I used to have to drive anywhere from a half an hour to an hour to go to the meetings of. But guess where this isn't working? Somehow, Plumbing? plumbing?
0: Yes. Oh. It's, 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 it's hard for the plumber to make a virtual – to, to do the plumbing work by Zoom. <laughs> That's true. And, and and watch
2: for his rates to go up. No, where it's not working, apparently, uh, Greg, is in schools. That whole distance learning thing, it is crashing and burning. 30% of the kids aren't even showing up for their distance learning. And they want to continue it into the fall. They want to keep schools closed into the fall and keep distance learning uh, a part of the curriculum. You've got... Harvard that said that, guess what? For $56,000 a year, no campus experience for you. You got to go to Harvard now, uh, distance, Georgetown University, the same thing, Yale. And uh, at least Princeton has said, well, since you can't come to our, you know, amazing campus and experience campus life, we'll give you a 10% discount on your tuition. I foresee... You know, we talked about a lot, uh, you know, the new normal. When this thing first started uh, happening, uh, a big topic was always the new normal. What's life going to be like? Well, I don't think that the left anticipated the broadside that this pandemic would deliver to education, both at the university level as well as the primary level, uh, because parents, guess what? Parents are figuring out that what the heck do we need schools for? What do we need those buildings for? Do you realize that on March 3rd, two weeks before the pandemic hit and the shutdown started, Californians had the fortuitous vision to be able to determine that they wouldn't need to spend $15 billion on school infrastructure anymore, and they turned down... 2020 proposition 13 and here you go it, they were right who needs school buildings when you have uh the when you have the cobbled together distance learning that uh, students are now trying to deal with
0: well you have to, a large part of the role of the government run K12 schools is a babysitting service Is they take they take the children off the hands of the parents for a good part part of the workday, and we've talked about at length what kind of what the education the quote education unquote that the children are receiving in the government run schools. And a little bit later, we're going to have an example of the products of the government run schools and probably the so called universities. And what you get, what you get for all that. We had an example last week where we had that Harvard student, and we saw what the results of a Harvard education are right. in how he, she conducted herself. So there's, there, and there's a, there's a big fight going on in this country as to, as to whether and in what terms the government-run schools are going to reopen in the fall. And this is impor- This is important not so much for the education they get, but we're trying to keep for the for the Democrat Party trying to restrain rec- the economic recovery because it's harder for parents to work now if they have to be taking care of children at home. So maybe they do have to devote one parent to staying home or can't work as as much time as you would have. And various states are imposing either onerous requirements or not reopening or you have to wear a mask six feet apart, partial reopening, blah, blah, blah. When the when the, the evidence is just overwhelming that children are at as close to zero risk from this disease as you can get. Four to, in this past season, four times as many children have died from flu as died from coronavirus. Right. The schools in Europe are reopening without restrictions, without any of this uh, theater that they want to impose. They want to impose here, and it's. And it's just all politically driven everything almost everything about this disease is politics first well yeah, it's it's it, 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 it's a key issue and my view of it is that if you love god if you love america and or if you love your children you will find a way to get them out of the government run schools
2: where where necessary the political left loves to point to science as the reason for doing something, but then when science crumbles, they ignore science. You know, the science says that what I don't know what the age group is, but basically the mortality rate from COVID is non-existent for uh, human beings zero to eighteen, non-existent. Right,
0: and they're very unlikely to transmit the disease as well. Right. So they don't get it. They they are very unlikely to transmit the disease, and a large majority of the teachers are again in this this younger group, the under under fifties, which are also not quite as close to zero as children are, but still very very low risk. uh, Very very low risk. So here's
2: an interesting development: the California governor just recently signed the budget for California. And one of the things that has been a long standing uh, accepted procedure is that if a student moves from District A to District B, that the money that accompanies that student follows so whereas District A was getting whatever the amount is, student moves to a new school district, that money flows to that new school district well. In the COVID pandemic age, when a student, when a parent decides that the public education, that distance learning is failing their student and they want to go now to a charter school, um, maybe it's a charter school that allows for uh, homeschooling. Um, you know, it, there's particular sh- charter schools will do all the paperwork necessary for a parent uh, to do homeschooling. So theoretically, that money would flow to the charter school. Well, in Governor Newsom's brand new budget, guess what? He has frozen the money that flows, that should follow the student, which is even penalizing the school districts now. So if a student moves from District A to District B, guess what doesn't move with them? The money. And he did that primarily to clamp down on money flowing into the charter schools. This was a give me to the unions. Um, and so now, all of a sudden, it's it's going to ultimately backfire if he keeps doing it. Obviously, he can change it back. But then, of course, that money is going to flow to the charter schools. So right now, you have this influx of students going to charter schools. And the problem for the charter schools is there's no money there to pay for them. So they're having to seek alternative uh, methods of funding, uh, raising private money and so forth. But... I think that's just interesting the way that it, this, this just goes to show you how much political power the student that the, the, uh, the teachers unions have in, you
0: know, when it comes to money in California politics. Oh, they want no children to escape their clutches. Uh, for right. both economic reasons and for indoctrination reasons. And, This might is a good segue. In his fantastic Mount Rushmore speech, Donald Trump said, against every law of society and nature, our children are taught in school to hate their own country and to believe that the men and women who built it were not heroes, but villains. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, I found on the Internet, Dinesh D'Souza tweeted it out first. That's where I saw it first, is you have an example. Of the products of the government run schools and depending on the, the age of these young women, the, they may have also gone on to for advanced indoctrination in a so called university. But let's see the results of we spend more than $300 billion every year on the government run K-12 schools plus the universities. Let's see what we're getting for it. I'm ashamed to be an American when not all folks are free. And I won't forget the enslaved who died and built this place for free. So I proudly lift up all the folks who are still oppressed today. Cause there ain't no doubt this ain't our land. Trump and the USA.
2: Yeah, you know, th- no, there's. This is exactly what we're getting for our money. And you heard very since you invoked Donald Trump's uh, great. July 3rd speech in front of Mount Rushmore, I'm going to invoke Tammy Duckworth, who said that Donald Trump spoke only of treasonous Americans, and someone on Twitter had the uh, temerity to list off all of the individuals that Donald Trump specifically name-checked in that great speech. And here you've got Tammy Duckworth. Now, this is an interesting quandary that the left finds itself in because on the one hand, they want to use someone as a military hero and their military service, similar to what they did with John McCain when they would defend John McCain. How dare you defile the memory of or a war hero? Donald Trump famously said, hey, I like war heroes that Don't end up as POWs. I mean, excuse me for, you know, my own decision. Well, here you've got Tammy Duckworth, who lost both of her legs uh, in the service to her country, who now says things like George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, the Wright brothers, uh, Booker T. Washington, I think, was included in that group, um, that these people are all uh, treasonous, that these individuals uh, don't have any, Um, merit, any standing in history, and then goes on in answering the question about whether or not we should pull statues of George Washington down, says, well, I think that's a conversation we should have. Now, the left will defend Tammy Duckworth and say, you can't criticize her because she lost both of her legs in the service to her country. Cue the Dan Crenshaw audio of Dan Crenshaw saying typically conservative stuff Dan Crenshaw bears the wounds of his service right in his head, and yet the left pays no never mind to Dan Crenshaw, uh, Dan Crenshaw's war status, war hero status. But Tammy Duckworth, uh-uh-uh, don't you talk about her.
0: Right. The uh, No one can criticize her for her military service, but that's not a free pass for everything else you do for the whole rest of your life. And the, the, the idea that you can't criticize, they always try to set that up, is you can't criticize our people, you can't criticize our ideas. If not, you're whatever, you're a racist, you're a whatever-ist term you want to put on that. And <laughs> it's all about us trying to suppress the freedom of speech and what other people can say and control what people can say and what they can think. Yep. Uh, let's take a break here. I think we're a little long for this half of Unite IE Radio. Let's hear from Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding to go over your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back
1: after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM 590 to Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you?
2: Welcome back to the Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. When we think of those rights, those inalienable rights that we are born with, that are protected by the Constitution, the one that stands in the number one slot is the freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is something that even that, that I, I would think that even the most ardent leftist should uh, you know uh, want to protect because that's how they get their ideas out. Well, not so fast. The freedom of speech is under attack now. There's an organization, a a, a quote unquote news organization by the name of Vox, whose editor and co-founder Matthew Iglesias is drawing a public backlash from colleagues after signing an open letter endorsing free speech and pushing back against the stifling atmosphere in some corners of the media. Well, uh, there's an individual within Vox that has the title critic at large, Emily Vanderwerf. She tweeted the letter she said had sent to uh, Fox editors, stating that Iglesias, that she had sent, rather, to uh, Iglesias, to f- uh, fellow editors, stating that Iglesias' decision to sign a letter, which she said was also signed by several anti-trans critics, just so happens this individual is a trans, what is it? If somebody transitions from male to female, is that a trans woman or a trans man? Yeah, so
0: now, no, it's still a man.
2: I, I understand that. But in, in the left's language, in their woke language, that would be a trans woman, right? At any rate, whatever. Uh, he rep- This human being represents itself as a woman now. Um, said that that letter of free speech, which was also signed by several anti-trans critics, made her feel less safe at the publication. She says in a tweet... Uh, The the letter, signed as it was by several prominent anti-trans voices and containing as many dog whistles towards anti-trans positions as it does, ideally would not have been signed by anybody at Vox, much less one of the most prominent people at our publication. Freedom of speech is in the process of being canceled by the left, of course. You hear all sorts of examples where individuals, like for instance, um, uh, you, you might be you might be married to a sports figure, and if that sports figure says something, guess what? You get canceled off of Twitter. You might be uh, in a job relationship with uh, a certain company, and that certain company says something, you get canceled. So this is this is now bridging beyond the quote unquote offender to affect other familial relationships, to affect other, I mean, there's no getting away from the tyranny of the left, Greg. There's, there it, you just can't get away from it.
0: Well, oh, there isn't, and um, there was a, we were, coming, we're gonna return back to uh, the subject of, of the so-called education system, and there was a story this week that a new student who had been admitted to Marquette University, it was posted a video, she was dancing around, and expressing her support for Donald Trump. Well, this this was popular, got about 600,000 views, and it came to the attention of the administration at Marquette, which has threatened to revoke her admission, even though that she's been accepted, she's paid for her housing, she has a complete sc- class schedule. And, well, you know, we're not necessarily, and they haven't, they haven't revoked her admission, they just threatened to do so and they interrogated her about her, her, her political beliefs and of course even though nothing was mentioned about uh trans or any race or 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 immigration just by merely support expressing her support for donald trump that was of course she's now transphobic racist and xenophobic and there are threats there are you know, actually threats to physically harm her have been made and the whole is, I mean, they may very well ultimately admit her, and I, she might have a, a good case, even though it's a private university. Is they've admitted her. She's paid. They have admitted they have, they have a, they have a contract for, for her, to, for for her education there. Uh, but the, the lesson is, it, it's it's one of intimidation for everyone else. So every everyone else that's a there's every student that's thinking about applying to get into a so-called university. Uh, you better. You lose your social media, and if you have said anything conservative, if you express your support for Donald Trump, you have to think that maybe they won't be. You're not going to get admitted. That the leftists that run the universities, they, they, they probably won't be stupid enough to say, well, because you know we're, we're you know we're turning you down because of your support for Donald Trump. But nevertheless, do it, and whole, it's, it's all it's about intimidation. They cannot yet lock you up. For what you say, yet, I emphasize the the yet, but they can do other things. They can get you fired. They can not admit you to a university. You just have to, and just the general nastiness, you have people call you these names, making threats against you. So the easiest, so they make it, the left makes it so that the easiest course of action, the safest course of action is to shut up. And that is and that is their goal. And of course, you yeah, have the whole we've talked about at length is how conservatives are suppressed on and censored on the big dem tech social media platforms, which have become essentially the new public square. And this is where communication takes place. So if you can erase somebody off that, then you, are, you severely inhibit, inhibit their ability to be heard in what they say. Yeah, maybe you can go out and stand on a street corner and hand out leaflets. That's very different than from being able to get online where there are hundreds, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of other people that you could potentially communicate with. Hmm. Ben Franklin warned us that Whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must first begin by subduing the freeness of speech, and that is exactly through intimidation, general nastiness, economic pressure, of which the left is doing and uh, and quite effectively. Is who's who wants to risk losing their job to speak out, and we talk about the most important political office that of private citizen but if you know if you try to fulfill those obligations you're going to lose your job and the ability to support your family pay the mortgage pay the car payment and so on you're gonna you're like you're much more likely to, 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 to shut up to capitulate
2: absolutely uh, meanwhile, the left is allowed to say whatever they want, including dismantling America. I find, I don't know if you heard the comments by Ilon Omar. You know, all of this is cultural Marxism, uh, no matter what direction it comes from. Uh, and it's interesting, you know, I, I do occasionally go to Snopes to get factual misrepresentations. It's amazing how much stuff gets posted on the internet that if people would just take a moment and research it, they would find that it's factually untrue. I think uh, we've all got to be very mindful of this, but this one by Snopes really does stress the credulity of their, uh, and, and, and it does put front and center the fact that these people are, um, are hacks, if you will. Um, you got if you want to find truth in these fact checkers, you gotta actually go to a dozen of them. Elon um, Omar he she she said this earlier in the week when talking about what the left wants to do. you know, we see this defund of police. By the way, I like to change the e the uh, U to an E in defund. So defend the police. That's what I believe we should be doing. And I know you did that by having an event. So here's Elon's quote. We must recognize that systems of oppression are linked. As long as our economy and political systems prioritize profit without considering who is profiting, who is being shut out, we will perpetrate this inequity and inequality. So we cannot stop at the criminal justice system. We must begin the work of dismantling the whole system of oppression wherever we find it. I think she is saying, she's being very clear that the whole system of oppression includes as long as our economy and political systems prioritize profit without considering who is profiting, we must dismantle the whole system of oppression. Oppression is in Capitalism, considered to be a company that makes a profit, is oppressing the consumers by having a profit in the first place. So Snopes. Yes. So Snopes has come out and said, no, 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 no. She did not call for dismantling the entire U.S. economy and the political system. Well, Greg, she did indeed call for the dismantling of anything where there's oppression. Well, guess what? In cultural Marxism, in our system, in America, every system has oppression in it.
0: They want to bring the whole house down. That does it for the first half of Unite IE Radio. Stay tuned for the second exciting half of Unite IE Radio.
1: Hi everyone, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM 590 The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free. So call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo.
3: Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161.
0: AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Underlying the latest Democrat Party and left, then I repeat myself, attack on America under the guise of supposed systemic racism is that everything that the racism permeates in the country from beginning to present and it oppresses so-called minorities. They can't possibly get ahead with it because of the systemic racism. and therefore, like we were recording Elon Omar in the, at the end of the first half. We have to change the entire system as Obama said, and now Biden has echoed fundamentally transform the United States of America. And whether it is their climate change scam or it is their systemic racism scam, the end result is, is still the same is they want to achieve a one party socialist state and they want to erase, the the principles and culture that produced the most prosperous, greatest, most freest country that's offered the most opportunity ever in human history, the United States of America. And it's hard, and and on the surface, it can be hard because then when they say racism, well, who who wants to stand up for racism? Who's in favor of race? So, So if you disagree with them, of course, then you're in favor of racism. And of course we need to reject their, their false choice. And it's all based on is that is is the is claim is that every statistical disparity between black and white or between racial groups must be because of systemic racism. There can't be any other reason. Well, going back into the archives, and the, and the left loves to go back and find examples of wrong think in the, by by conservatives or Republicans. In the past, and go aha, racist, sexist, transphobic, uh, whatever. But there was a video record of them too, and we and someone who founded it, but somebody found it this week of CNN leftist political hack. They call him Don Lemon, spelled Lemon, of what he had to say about the issues facing African-Americans when he spoke about it back in 2013. It's time now for some
4: tough love on the subject. The reason there is so much violence and chaos
2: in the black precincts is the disintegration of the African-American family. He's got a point.
4: In fact, he's got more than a point, Bill
0: raised without much structure young black men often reject education and gravitate towards the street culture drugs hustling gangs nobody forces them to do that again it is a personal decision he is right about that
4: too but in my estimation he doesn't go far enough because black people if you really want to fix the problem here's just five things that you should think about doing. Here's number five, pull up your pants. Number four now is the N-word. Now number three, respect where you live. Start small by not dropping trash, littering in your own communities. I've lived in several predominantly white neighborhoods in my life. I rarely, if ever, witness people littering. I live in Harlem now, it's an historically black neighborhood. Every single day I see adults and children dropping their trash on the ground when a garbage can is just feet away. Just being honest here. Number two, finish school. You want to break the cycle of poverty? Stop telling kids are acting white because they go to school or they speak proper English. Over the course of a career, a college grad will make nearly a million dollars more than a high school graduate. That's a lot of money. And number one, and probably the most important, just because you can have a baby, It doesn't mean you should, especially without planning for one or getting married first. More than 72% of children in the African-American community are born out of wedlock. That means absent fathers. And the studies show that lack of a male role model is an express train right to prison and the cycle continues. So please, black folks, pay close attention to the hip-hop and rap culture that glorifies everything I just mentioned. Thug and reprehensible behavior. A
2: culture that is making a lot of people rich.
4: Just not you.
2: Wait a minute. Uh, was that Larry Elder just speeded up?
0: I don't sounds... know. I mean, who, is, who was that man?
2: I th- I th- I, I'm going to go with Larry Elder at Three times uh, the actual pace of the of the original video. This reminds me, Greg, of the great video sound bites that we harvested at the beginning of the Great Immigration Debate in 2017. Remember, remember when the Republicans held the Congress and the Senate and had a window of opportunity that they could have actually pushed forward. Immigration reform that would have been meaningful to both our economy, our communities, even those communities right now that are struggling. Chuck Schumer, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, all back in, uh, you know, early late, late the decade of the 2000s, 2008, 9, 10 they were all against illegal immigration. They were all decrying border security. They were all after, you know the problems that illegal immigration caused for Americans in the workplace. Today, this is a sacred cow of the left. Oh, don't you dare touch that. What's interesting to note is when you see this, uh, they would call it progress. But when you see this shift, underlying the shift is the fact that when you don't have a moral rudder in the water guiding your boat through the storms of culture, you're going to shift with the culture, not keep your boat on the straight and true course. And I think that's one of the biggest differences between the left, who are largely secularists, that will... That believe the Constitution is a living document that should ebb and flow with the changes of culture. On the right, on the other hand, I believe in originalist in the original intent of the of the of, in the way it was written and the logic behind it in the Federalist Papers. I believe in the moral rudder that that a spiritual and a faith based grounding gives you that keeps your boat on the straight and narrow. Doesn't mean you're always perfect. Doesn't mean you're going to make mistakes but what it does mean is that you've got a path to follow the left they just you know the the whims of culture blow them to the right they have people rioting in the streets oh that's not a riot that's a protest you know they they change their 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 mores when it
0: suits them and and that's what we see with Don Lemon Greg well um i'm i'm going to i'm going to differ with you on, on about the, about the left and that is they have they ha- they have a much firmer moral rudder, a much more and much more a much surer hand at the till than we do. Now it's a very different moral rudder. It's the moral ru- of whatever advances Marxism, socialism, communism, whatever term you want to give to their ideology. That's their that's their that's their rudder, and they are absolutely dedicated to that, and they will do anything, so it's whatever serves that end. So if we try to think of it in any kind of normal, moral, logical, rational sense, then they appear to be flip-flopping and inconsistent, but they're actually totally consistent. They are totally consistent and dedicated to their end of imposing their ideology on the country and on the world. I'm going to so, disagree subtly with your disagreement.
2: Okay, and I'm going to say this: that the the left has shifted their entire beliefs. It, the The tack of the Democrat Party has been further, further to the left. Now, I will agree with you on one thing: that underlying that shift and the decades is the uh, is the cultural Marxism that. Certain actors—I don't know who they all are—but they have been pushing this in this direction. It could be from external forces, it could be from internal forces. But the Democrat Party, largely, and many of the people in it, have shifted. What I will agree with you on in that is their fervent, their fervent uh, pursuit of their beliefs, whatever they are and however they've shifted. Largely, conservatives have been content to live their lives, believing that those that were in political power were watching out for the best interest of the country and the culture. It's only been within the last 10 years, I think, that the left's uh, duplicity in that has begun to emerge in a way that has been more obvious. Certainly in the era of Donald Trump, it's full-blown on display. And what Donald Trump has has done is to peel back the protective layers that kept a lot of this hidden. But I think that what the right needs to do now, in terms of this conversation that we're trying to uh, describe the left and right in terms of, the right needs to become more committed to their beliefs in the public square. They need to be willing to do the things that the left is willing to do in terms of getting out on street corners, Um Getting out, uh, into neighborhoods, going to do ballot harvesting, knocking on their neighbor's doors and making the passivity, the pass, passivity. Is that, that the right word? The passiveness of their neighbors a problem for their neighbors. You can no longer sit back and feel like you are protected. If you're, if you're conservative and you're not active in the, in the fight to protect your values, you're losing. And we are losing because of that passivity. So that's, that's the slight tweak I would
0: disagree with you on. Well, I, I totally agree about the importance of that they know what they want and our side really doesn't. And yeah, we'll vote every two years and then go back to our lives. They are all about their cause. They are dedicated warriors for their cause. And the, the party's been basically taken over by the left. To, uh, to what extent do people like Chuck Schumer... Has as he really changed what he thinks in light of the shift to the left? Or does he just now feel more reticent or more, not more reticent, but more able to say what he really thinks? And you look, and, and this occurred to me the, the other day, is you look, I mean, six months ago, could you have imagined that the Democrat Party, as, as far left as they were, was going to be running on a platform of defund the police and tear down Mount Rushmore? Right. So, I, no. so, so, they 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 now whatever 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 far left ideas they had, they suddenly feel now, they they can, they can release them. They can they 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 are now free to say what they really think and what they really want. Right.
2: And and part and parcel of this, we're probably getting to the point where we shake a break. Part and parcel of this are the nine radical ideas of the Bernie Sanders Biden Unity platform, and we can point to this coming election. As we, we seem to say this every cycle, but this is, again, the most important election of our lifetimes. Each one seems to be more and more important for different reasons. But if we don't get this election right, there's 12 propositions on the ballot. There's a presidential election. There are down races from that in Congress, Assembly, uh, Senate, as well as um, you know your city council and school board. If we're not paying close enough attention to what's going on, these twelve propositions. um, Let's talk about this after the break. Which propositions you think are the most important? Which ones I think? And then we'll balance that against the radical ideas of the Bernie Sanders uh, and Joe Biden unity platform to articulate what's really at stake at this in this upcoming election. Because if we don't get this right, this election could literally kiss America goodbye.
0: Absolutely right. But first, let's hear a word from All-Star Collision. place to go when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this.
3: When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590,
2: the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And Greg, we are enlisting the support and the involvement of private citizens all across the Inland Empire with our brand new initiative called Town Hall Central. We've been doing a series of town halls every Thursday night, and this past Thursday night we did a a town hall on all 12 propositions. I was fortunate enough to be able to grab uh, Senator John Morlock, who is a hero, and he is in a Tight race, if you can believe this. With his track record as an elected official, he actually predicted the bankruptcy of Orange County by saying that the investments that Bob Citrone had gotten involved in were going to crash and burn. They did. Orange County went bankrupt. He became the the treasurer for uh, Orange County, and then he got elected to the Board of Supervisors, and now he serves as a senator. And then Will Swaim, who's the president of the California Policy Center, we we went through all twelve propositions that are going to be on the ballot, and I got to tell you, uh, for each for for different reasons, it's really important that voters understand what's at stake with those twelve. But I was interested in hearing from you what you feel is the most important proposition to get right of the 12, because these 12 involve everything from race to civil rights, housing to property taxes, criminal justice reform, and organized labor versus free market. So which one of the 12 uh, do you notch as
0: the most important to get right? Proposition 16. They have numbers now, which would repeal... The uh, Proposition 209 passed in the 19, in 1996, and Proposition 20, 200, 209 prohibited the state from discriminating against or granting preferential treatment to persons on the basis of race, sex, color, ethnicity, or national origin in public employment, public education, and public contracting. So this is, this was put on the ballot by the, uh, Democrat party in Sacramento, and so it would now legalize officially, I guess it's been happening unofficially anyways, but would actually expressly legalize the state to discriminate on the basis of race, sex, color, ethnicity, or national origin in public employment, public education, and in public contracting. Absolutely contrary to the principles of this country that all men are created equal or as stated by Martin Luther King, that people will be judged based on the content of their character, not on the color of their skin. And racism is judging or treating people based on the color of their skin. And we find that almost exclusively today in the Democrat party and on the left, but again, I repeat myself. So this pernicious measure to undermine the basic principles of the country and trying to push it in light of the, uh, um, organized furor over getting from the George Floyd killing through the RAS rioting and looting to the uh, systematic erasure, trying to erase uh, America's history and demonizing the country. Uh, so this is, this is all part of that effort. And I think that is the, is the most important proposition on the California ballot. Well, Greg,
2: I'm an analytic and a former financial counselor. So for me, the most important proposition on the ballot is the one that will raise anywhere from an additional 5 to $12 billion by creating something called a split property tax roll. Uh, this is one that I think is especially uh, pernicious financially because it's going to impact every single Californian. Uh, because if you tax business properties now, uh, as you would tax, um, as you would have taxed them without the protection of Proposition 13, all of those commercial industrial properties that are going to now be taxed at market value are going to be passed directly on to consumers. And this affects small businesses, large businesses, all of them. This is Proposition 15, and it is a proposition that is an initiated constitutional amendment uh, as it's, it's an amendment to the state's constitution that comes through the initiative process. So signatures were gathered. This is now on the ballot. Proposition 15 is the one that will raise property taxes uh, up to current market value on business and commercial and industrial properties. Um, this is one that I think is Uh, uh, extremely important for Californians to get right because it's going to come out of everybody's pocket. Every single business property, whether it's an Arco station where you buy your gas or a 7-Eleven where you buy your Slurpee, yet I'm redundant right there because most Arco stations have 7-Elevens, you know, a donut shop all the way up to, you know, the headquarters of Apple. All of them are going to have to either absorb or pass along a dramatic, now some of these things are so much that some businesses will literally be driven out of the state. So again, we're going to see we're going to see the potential for businesses to um, exit stage right to a more friendly environment. So, but I think you're right. The the one you cited um, that proposition I think is one that we really don't understand the gravity of. Um, you know, repealing uh, this uh, these important protections for. Uh, individuals based on race, ethnicity, religion. Um, two very important ballot initiatives to get right.
0: Yeah, and another one would be Proposition 20. And we talked about that to keep Cal safe initiative to roll back yep. some of the very uh, pro-criminal measures that were passed uh, earlier in California to put more criminals back out on the streets. And it essentially legalized theft of up to $950 where you can walk into a store, walk out with an armload of merchandise with no legal consequences whatsoever. Right. I don't know know, ever in human history anywhere has the state, the government legalized stealing, other than of course by the state itself. Now of course governments are renowned for stealing. From the people yep. but to allow the private citizens, the citizens of the country to steal with impunity I, that's I, that's never been done. Today's a day Greg
2: when uh, someone that both of us know would have been celebrating a birthday who is no longer with us to celebrate a birthday and you brought this up and I think it's important that we use his birthday as a date to remember him and I'm speaking about our friend Filippini. Who moved to California uh, to make this his home in retirement? Wrote the book "See Something, Say Nothing." Someone that I got to know during my work with Act for America, um, who was a founding member of the Department of Homeland Security, who was murdered in Amador County on the side of a road in a in a, mur- in a uh, was shot in what the Amador Sheriff originally classified as a suicide, but for. All of his friends that are associated or formally associated with the FBI, the CIA, a number of other law enforcement agencies that said, whoa, wait a minute. Filippini was about to go back to work for the Department of Homeland Security. He carried documents around his neck that were going to be the topic of another book. And this death is a little too dinky to be labeled as a suicide um, and
0: he was engaged to be remarried. His his longtime wife had right. passed from cancer in 2019. But he was he was engaged to be remarried. Uh, he was he was shot in the chest, which is yeah, that can happen in a suicide, but that's rare. It's kind of like Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, those bones in your neck can break when you hang yourself, but they're much more likely to be broken when you're strangled. Yep, And then it was announced that the, there was going to be a further investigation, including the FBI. This is back in February. And since then, nothing but crickets.
2: Well, happy birthday to our friend, Philip Haney. We remember you and thank you for your work. And unfortunately, we're out of time. That's going to do it for us on the Unite IE Radio Show, another episode in the can. Tune in every Saturday at 4 o'clock and as Greg diligently puts out in his updates some other times throughout the weekend for another edition of the Unite IE Radio Show.
3: When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161.
1: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you?